0: Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield-Thomas. Hey gorgeous and welcome to Chill and Prosper with Denise Duffield-Thomas. This is actually episode 100... Oh my gosh, how cool is that? I am um, 100 episodes, over a million downloads. So, I actually want to take you a bit behind the scenes about um, my podcasting kind of journey, what I've learned from it, what's been good, what's been hard, and yeah, just some of those lessons from, from hosting a podcast. Now, this actually isn't my first podcast. I did have a Lucky Bitch podcast back when my website was called Lucky Bitch. And um, yeah, that was my first one, which is probably still hanging around out there, and when I shifted my name from uh, "lucky bitch" just to my name, Denise DT, that's when I started chill and prosper. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening and sharing and all of those good things. And if you have a podcast, uh, you might find some of this kind of interesting. But if you don't have a podcast, I'd really encourage you to think about it and and have a go and see if it's something that you want to do. Okay, so I just want to take you behind the scenes of how I actually create my podcast. When I first started, what I would do is just make videos and then just use the audio and that was basically my podcast. And back in the day when I really started getting into a lot of content creation, um, it was actually when I was pregnant and I had to start batching some episodes for my weekly newsletter and I had a deadline right I knew that I was going to take some time off having my babies, baby and I just every Monday I would get a blow dry and then I would sit in front of my computer and I would do f- five episodes if I could and then I would just strip out the audio and that was my podcast so I never really had a dedicated podcast for a long time and I Often people ask me, you know, how do you come up with ideas and things? Back in those days, I literally just, whatever people were asking me about, I would do a podcast episode about. And I've always been someone I don't script out my podcast. You can probably tell. And I often just have a couple of bullet points and go from there. But also, um, I just see what people ask me questions about, you know, so it's kind of pretty easy for me to come up with stuff. I was always someone who was getting in trouble for talking at school. So for me, it's no big deal just to talk about random stuff for for hours. I could literally talk about anything. But ideas are not really the problem. What I find for people is it's often the tech and it's the consistency that is the biggest block to creating regular content, whether it's video content or podcast content. And so everything that I do comes from this philosophy of being consistent the first ever business conference I ever went to in 2009, um, the lady there, Ali Brown, she said, you have to send out content every single week. And I did. I, it was either an article or a video or now a podcast episode. But it really comes from that intention of I'm going to show up every single week, no matter what. And if you wait until you feel like it, you wait until you're feeling like you've got something to say or you're feeling really positive and extroverted, then it can, it can be hard sometimes to get that consistency. What I noticed too is that I have been a guest on probably at least 300 podcasts. And at the start, I used to be on anyone who'd ask me, I'd be like, yep, I'll come on your podcast. And what I noticed is a lot of people, um, their podcast wouldn't exist after a while or even worse people would contact me and say oh, i'm starting a podcast i'd love you to be my first guest and so i would jump on with them and sometimes they'd forget to hit record or something like that or what actually happened is between us recording the episode and them actually getting the podcast up and running they thought of another idea or they lost interest or it was all too hard and The episode never got to air. And I got so sick of doing that because I was like, oh my God, that's an hour of my life. I'm never going to get back. Um, I decided I'd only go on people's podcasts who had a decent amount. And at first it was kind of like 11, and then it was like 20, and whatever, because it is hard to have that consistency. It is hard to get over the tech problems. It is hard to come up with new things to talk about all the time. And we always resist those things, right? We resist a lot of that. So the way I do my podcast now is that I go to a podcast studio and I'll book one or two days in a row and then I sit and batch those episodes. And sometimes I'll have a lot of stuff prepped, like sometimes Mark will send me scripts of ads that I need to record or upcoming, upcoming launches that I need to do or... Um, or you know, bullet points of what we need to cover in an episode. Sometimes, though, I'll be sitting here and I would have done you know six, eight episodes, and I think, okay, I've run out of my list. What am I going to talk about? So here's what I do that's really helpful is I actually go back to my archives from my first couple of years in business because I wrote a lot of articles in those days. It was like before I had kids and I had a lot more time and bandwidth energetic bandwidth. And I just wrote tons and tons of articles. So I'll go back to my archives and I'll go, oh, that's a podcast episode. Okay, brilliant. And I'll just sit and kind of, kind of read as I go and, and just do it. Um, and because, I mean, these episodes are, what, 30-ish minutes, I only need 10 minutes and 10 minutes of something. And I very rarely stop once we've hit record in the middle. So I find that most of the time you don't need a lot of points to be able to fill an episode. So if you've got a lot of archives, go and go and look at your archives. If you have um, a podcast that's quite a few years old and lots and lots of episodes, you can re-record the different episodes. And you can just be like, this is a follow-up or this is covering some of the questions that you have or... This is, you know, where I've taken that topic, you know, like here's an update on on this particular thing and you can give more context or more information. So um, the other thing too is that I do ask me anything. So I'll say to people, hey, I'm going to be in the podcast studio. What do you want to know? And then we group topics and go, great, that's an episode. Or I just answer questions for an episode. Now, what about um, interview podcasts? The reason why I don't do interview podcasts is because I batch. And you could still do this and, and batch things. But because I go to a recording studio and because I'm in Australia, I find that it's just logistically a little bit of a challenge to be able to do that. And But if you do interview, you can totally still batch. You know, you could just do a, a couple in a row. As long as all the time zone stuff works out, but personally for me, I'm never organised enough to organise guests to come in or to call in or anything like that. So I just find it so much easier, especially since I don't prep a lot for my episodes. I find it so much easier just to do it myself. But I would love to hear your feedback. Would you like Would you like me to interview more people? Um, I sometimes dream about having um, a podcast where I interview celebrities about their money. But I don't know any celebrities, so that it might take a little while to, to sort that out. But um, I would love to do that because how interesting would it be to talk about their money personalities and what they spent money on and their best investments, and their the worst things they've spent money on? I would absolutely love that. So if you know a celebrity personally, um, let me know because maybe it just takes one and then you just you just continue on. So yes, that's um that's pretty much how I do my episodes and. W- like in terms of equipment in my room, so I'm here in a, in a little room at the podcast studio. Um, I usually start at 9, 9.30 and we go to about 4 o'clock with a little break in between. And I tend to do maybe an hour and a half and then take a little break, like a toilet break or um, a little drink break. With my ADHD meds, my mouth gets quite dry. So often I have throat spray, I have lozenges and things like that. And I can t- generally do a day, no problem. Day two, day three, if I'm recording an audio book or something, I do get a little bit croaky and just a bit sick of the sound of my own voice. Um, so I've got a microphone, I've got headphones on, I'm basically sitting in a dark room by myself. Um, but something that I use, which is super helpful, is I usually use my phone, or today I actually have an iPad, and I have a timer on it. So if you're showing my my phone. Um, And I do that because I could just waffle on forever. And it's really hard sometimes when you're talking, you don't know if you've been talking for five minutes or five hours. So I have a timer there so I can see, okay, I'm at 10 minutes, wrap it up, or I'm at 10 minutes, go to break. Um, And that's so much easier um, to do that. Then I, now I'm starting to record these as well. So I've got a little tripod set up, I've got my phone set up. Because I want to be able to use the content in different ways. Um, I haven't done that up until now because just because I I felt like oh god now I'm gonna to have to put makeup on I'm gonna to have to have lights I'm gonna to have to do all the things, and I just got um, an easy tripod with a ring light attached to it that I can just chuck my phone on. I'm not using a microphone on my on my phone, but it's just you have to do what's easy for you. You really do. And the technology now is pretty easy for you to be able to do it at home if you want to. Now, I'm going to take a quick break, but when I come back, let's talk about um, like the usefulness of having a podcast. And also, I want to give you some tips because I've been interviewed on so many, some tips on what makes a really good interview um, and what makes a kind of a bad interview. If you've never thought about having a podcast before, just open your mind mind to it for sure. And um, if you're already a seasoned podcast person, you might get a couple of nuggets, but you probably know this already. I'll see you after the break. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey, hey, Amber McHugh here. I have had the absolute pleasure of learning from and being connected to Denise since the very beginning of her lucky bitch journey. In fact, I remember sitting with her at a conference and turning around saying, you're the money expert. I don't have to do what they just said, do I? And she explained a refreshing, simpler, more modern approach to having abundance in your life. And I was so relieved. Denise's strategies are so simple to stack up in your life and have massive impact. Denise exemplifies this in her own life as she's got kids and puppies and multiple entrepreneurial journeys she is going down as well. And it is so refreshing and endearing to see her implement these simple things in her life as well that have clearly had incredible impact. Denise's approach to being a chillpreneur is definitely one that I can align with. And the beauty is it all works if you step into it little by little. Thanks, Denise, for charting the way.
0: Okay, welcome back. Um, We are talking about starting a podcast and if it's a useful thing to do. Of course, anytime you add something new into your business, you really have to look at what's the return on my time because we could do anything. There's so many things you could do. You can do social media stuff. You can do articles. You can do a podcast and. I know what it's like to feel like you have to do everything and it can be really exhausting Um, trying to think, oh, I need to do YouTube content and then Reels and Instagram content and, oh, God, Facebook Lives should be doing that. It can be really exhausting. So it's okay for you to not do everything. It really is. For me, producing this podcast is so easy because I only have to do it three or four times a year. So it's not something that is you know, top of mind for me every single week. And actually, what's really funny is people will say to me, oh, I loved your podcast episode this week. And I think, what was it? I don't remember. I recorded it so long ago, which if you have a podcast like mine, I very much focus on evergreen topic. I'm I'm not talking about topical things. I'm talking about stuff that will be true a year from now. If you are doing a more newsy thing, then, of course, you might have to record it more frequently. Um, I think there's a big mindset thing too of what do people want to hear from me? Or you might have like, oh, my, my voice is not good enough. And when I started my business, I remember thinking, I can't do videos. I need to have elocution lessons first because I was like, people won't understand my accent. And it was just a procrastination tactic your voice is probably fine. Like just do it. And if like it, it doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need perfect audio straight off. You don't need to have everything perfectly scripted. It's totally fine just to be you. You know? Um I did ask my audience though, like, oh how how long do you want the podcast? And I was really surprised because I like listening to long podcasts because it takes about 45 minutes for me to drive to my farm. And so I like it like a good hour and a half podcast because I can listen to it on each way. Whereas most people said, oh, they want a 25 minute, 30 minute podcast. And so that was really surprising. But I went, you know what? I can I can totally do that. And it, it made it so much easier for me. So um, do what works for you. Do what's easy for you. Do what with with what resources you have now and just do it. But why? But for why? So for me, um, consistent content has always been a really important part of my business and my marketing strategy. Show up every single week without fail with a new piece of content. And what I found was when I started having my kids um, and also when I was writing a lot of books, I didn't have the bandwidth to write articles and write blog post articles. Um, And I would love to go back there again and do a little bit more of that, but I just did not have the bandwidth. And so I was trying to think, what's going to be the easiest thing for me to do? Um, I love making videos. I like making YouTube videos and stuff, but you can't make a 30-minute video necessarily. It can take a lot of time. And again, I probably just wasn't in the mood for it Like the last couple of years when I was having kids, and I just didn't feel like being on camera as much. Um, I was really tired, you know, I w- I'd put on weight from having kids, but I was just, I was just tired and I just didn't, didn't feel like being extroverted in that way. So I just experimented and went, well, maybe I could just sit and talk. Um, and so that's where it came from for me. It's this idea of just always having some content um, for people to know, like, and trust you and to be able to tell people about what's going on in your world and how you can help them. Really. So, I don't know if I'll continue this podcast forever and ever and ever. I've got a lot of people and friends who've got hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Um, I don't know because I would like, I definitely would like to go back to doing more video and um, and doing more writing too now that I don't have a, a massive book deadline in the way. Well, I kind of do, but um, not with Hey House, not with a publisher. So, <laughs> it just keeps on going. I push the deadline. Anyway, I digress. So, um, I just want to talk about being. On other people's podcasts for a second too, because this has been such a great um, strategy for me, marketing-wise, is to to be on other people's podcasts. Now, if if you um, have a podcast yourself, right, and you want to interview people, I actually think this is a great way to get to know people in your target audience. You know, get to know people who. Might be you perceive them as being mentors to you or some people that you want to learn from because especially once you get your numbers up for your podcast, like you can really approach anyone that you want. It's a really great way of picking people's brains and, you know, like finding out interesting information about the people that you love and admire. So don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask them to be on your podcast because, yeah, there's just so many benefits to that, really. Now, um, I have been at least on over 300 podcasts, probably more. And I've never really done a good job of pitching myself for podcasts, but it's one of those things once you're on a couple, the invitations just come, come in, really. And what I've noticed is there's a really big difference in how people run their podcasts. Um, one. Like when people send a pitch, we really like if people have, you know, what's the um, what's the topic they talk about, but also like what the numbers are. At the very first start, like a couple of years, I went on anyone's podcast, as I mentioned. But after a while, I wanted to just to maximize my time and maximize the return, potential return on investment. Um for my time. So if you're sending pictures out to people, make sure you have that information. Like what are the topics? What um what what's your listenership like? How do you promote it? And what do you expect of of the other person too? That's really important. And then I found too that there's a real difference in how people set up the call. So I tend to get people to use my calendar with Calendly and I'll put in information there like um uh, what's the link for us to call? Is it audio or video? This is super, super key because sometimes I'll just think, oh, God, I have to put makeup on. And so it's really good, I think, to tell people, is this something that you ex- you're you going to have a camera on? Are you going to use the video? Um you know, getting all people's social handles all in one place, the bio, all of that kind of stuff. So I have a page on my website, which is, you know, my about page, but it has my bio, my social media links, and it has a link to photos too because it's really great to have all that in one place. And I love when people send out a form that's just, you know, like um, what are all your social handles and where where are you going to promote this and all of those things. Um, I find it a little bit hard sometimes if people want, the topics really far in advance because I prefer to wing it personally. As long as I kind of know where we're going, um, but I find it hard when people are like write the description of what we're going to talk about. I'm like, I don't, I don't freaking know. Um, then when it comes to the actual interview, so if I'm doing a podcast interview at home that I'm being on someone else's, there's a couple of tech things that I've that have really, really helped for me. So one is lighting. I tend to use like outside light. So my desk faces a window. And so I often have very nice flattering lighting. If not, I'll use either a ring light or I'll use a big soft box. Um, it's really like, yeah, if you're doing a video one, you need to have good lighting. I tend to um, put makeup on and I call it zoom makeup. It's so funny. If you saw me in real life, you'd probably be like, oh, Denise, blend blend your foundation a little bit but it's um yeah just i foundation blush and i i often then will wear fake eyelashes because it just looks so much better on camera having a bit of fake eyelashes and um i often now wear pretty simple clothing so i usually just wear a white top and and a nice piece of jewelry but that lighting is so so important just having a nice light on your face um, for the tech, I use, um, oh, what's it called? My Logitech Brio webcam or Logitech, sorry. I think it's pronounced Logitech Brio webcam, B-R-I-O. And it looks so much better than the inbuilt webcam, especially if you have like an Air or something, a MacBook Air. Um, and it just, it, it's a little bit wider and it just, it looks really great. And I think the one I had was maybe about 200 and it just makes everything look so so much better Um, and I usually use a pretty simple backdrop but I'll put in a couple of blue pops um, behind me I actually will though probably this year probably get another um, portable backdrop because I'm going to be traveling a little bit Um, but yeah I just try and make sure it's always got a bit of blue in there and um, sometimes I'll set up my books or something like that so people can can see you know that's like Denise DT. Uh, then microphone-wise, I I actually started getting an ear infection from using my AirPods too much because I was allergic to the silicon. And it took me two years to figure this out. I kept on going to the doctors and getting eardrops. And you know I had itchy ears and all these horrible things. And they were like, oh, well, you need to wear... Um, earplugs when you go swimming. And I'm like, eh. And then he was like, earplugs when you're at the hairdresser. And I'm like, there must be something else. And it was my AirPods that were giving me infections. So gross. So now what I do, um, I have my headphones. I use the Aftershocks bone conducting headphones. So these do not go in your ears. They sit just outside your ears and they sit on your cheek and you can hear it as if it's in your ears. It's really cool. And they have... um. A lot of athletes use them so you can cycle, you can run, but you can hear and listen to music, but you can hear noise around you as well, which is really important. I think if you're cycling or doing things like that. But for me, I've used them for infections. Um, You can get ones with microphones attached to them, but I find because they're wireless, it's not always the best sound and they can drop out. So I'll use those for my headphones and then I'll use a Rode SmartLav lapel mic that I clip onto my shirt. And I actually be really interested, anyone who uses the Rode Rode Smart Lab, um, mine gives me like little zaps. I can really feel the electricity through it. It's very strange. So I've started to put like a bit of a Band-Aid or I'll wear a double singlet so it doesn't touch my skin. Otherwise, for some reason, it gives me like little zaps. And I'm like that with a a few electronic things, but I don't know if anyone else does that. So that's a, a wired microphone that goes into my computer. And I find that keeps the sound really consistent for my microphone but um, without having to worry about the wireless thing dropping out. And those bone-conducting headphones, they kind of just – they don't go over your head. They go under, and so you don't really see them that much at all. Um, so that's my tech when I'm a guest on the podcast, and just little things like um, turning off your Dropbox, syncing, uh, putting your phone on focus mode, like all of those little things – Um, are really important. And you can, if you're on Zoom, you can play around with these settings. Like um, there's a setting to like wipe out ambient noise and there's a setting to touch up your appearance as well, which is kind of cool. Mark often does his Zoom calls with a virtual background, which looks cool as well. You can choose whatever you want. But um, yeah, that's what I tend to use. And just a couple of tips too if you are interviewing people. I find that um, the biggest thing for me that's annoying is if people – make noises while you're talking. They go, mm-hmm, mm-mm, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 um, mm It can be quite off-putting and it can be a bit distracting. Um, and I also love when uh, the interviewers add things to the conversation and talk about their own experiences instead of just going, mm, that's amazing, yeah, that's amazing, and just go on to the next topic. So, yeah, they're really my tips and i I just think if you are thinking about doing a podcast, it's been so rewarding for me. It's been it's been really fun to do and pretty easy to do. It really has. Um, and also, if you're a talker, if you if you prefer talking, you always have to find the path of least resistance to doing it. So yeah, if you have any other questions about how I do the podcast, I'm always happy to answer those. So you can always um, share the episode, tag me, and ask me the questions just so everyone else can benefit from that too and yeah please you know share it with people that you know and review it all the things I don't even know I think you can give it stars and review the podcast wherever you're listening to to it but yeah thank you so much for listening for these 100 episodes and hopefully there'll be at least 100 more who knows all right I've got one more final thought for you after this last break it's a good one too see you in a sec I'm Vanessa from Jones the Writer Copywriting Services and I'm a copywriter, author, marketer and screenwriter. Having read Denise's book several times over, I joined Money Bootcamp and only took a few months before I had my biggest month ever and continue to have five-figure consistent months. But really, my favorite thing about Denise's wisdom is that she encourages everyone to do things in their own way. Finding Denise was the ultimate permission slip. It's not just that Denise is successful. She's a terrific role model on many levels. Furthermore, the Money Bootcamp community is the most supportive, thoughtful and inspirational community I've ever been a part of, and I cannot recommend it enough. Okay, my final thought about having a podcast or doing anything is that nobody can stop you, but nobody can make you either. And this is true for anything in business. If you want to publish a book, self-publish a book, nobody can stop you from doing it. You can just decide, but nobody can make you do it either. You have to decide. It's the same with doing a podcast. Nobody can stop you. You've You've got something valid to say. You've got a voice. You're allowed to do it even if you're not ready, but no one can make you either. No one can force you to do it. You just have to decide and say, why not me? Why not me? So if you are starting a podcast, tag me or or share it as well. Share your podcast and say, hey, guys, like especially if you haven't promoted it for a while, do a post on social media and say, hey, everyone, just to remind you I've got a podcast. Tag me in it. Tag me in the comments. I always love to see it. And I'm always looking for new podcasts to listen to as well. And if you haven't, go forth. Go forth and do it, you know, and get, get some episodes under your belt and then hit me up and I'll be a guest on it. Ah! I don't know how many people I'm going to commit that to. Um, But, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Okay, well, I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next week for another episode of Chill and Prosper. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.